Cause if I were an Oscar Mayer wiener, that is what I uh, truly. Hello, Brendan. To, uh, 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 <clears throat> I wasn't singing that. Hi. That's what Ron's a respectable song. I think it's the uh, one of the national songs of Milos's homeland. Uh, God save the Queen. No, no, Oscar Mayer Wiener. That, you know what? They sustain themselves on food rations, which usually often include Oscar Mayer Wieners. Also, fun fact, because it's a fun, fun fact. Uh, super fun fact. Yep. Uh, Milos actually uh, knows that his baloney does have a first name. But, <laughs> you know what? I'm rambling. Uh, we got the movie, uh, Patty Mater okay. Pick, and uh, uh, we're gonna ch- we're going to check out Live Free or Die Hard. Well, yeah, it's no choice for me. I mean, I've already seen Die Hard. I know it's a great movie, so that's why I'm choosing Live Free. I've never seen it. Sounds great. But, no, you're not. It's a, the, the whole, the swish it all together. It's one title, Live. Is but, there a communication breakdown here, Nathan? I think there is. Okay. Uh, it's, it's Live Free or Die Hard. Yeah, and I choose Live Free. So, hello, we're watching Live Free. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Welcome, motherfuckers. Well, we've already used it up. Now we're not going to be, you know, we can't swear at all now. Well, I said mother too, so that's already in our rating. I'm Brendan. (laughs) I'm Nathan. And this is What Were They Thinking? Yes. And we are talking about Live Free or Die Hard slash Die Hard 4.0 slash Not Another Die Hard slash uh, Die Hard to the Bone slash Die Hard Dark Territory. Wait, is that all the names? Uh, Die Hard 4 uh, Cybernetic Boogaloo. (laughs) Y'all know the French title? Like, no joke, there's a French title that's way different. Y'all know that one? Uh, Is it uh, Mortier Difficile? It translates to Die Hard 4.0 Return to Hell. What? <laughs> I'm dead ass serious. That's that's fantastic. In the first one, as if you remember, John McClane battled demons. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you're wondering who that other voice is, that is Brent from the Home Video Hustle. What's up, Brent? Hey, what's going on? And uh, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about your podcast? Well, on my podcast, me and my friend PJ talk about random movies that we pick out of a bag. And lately just, we've been talking I'm about just, for almost three I just, hours. Now. I just my my friend PJ and I is oh oh we're gonna be on that oh now I'm gonna have to fuck with you all show now <laughs> oh shit bionics are about to be strong I got I see see that Brandon that's how we're getting back for the Medea shit now <laughs> I'm going to ebonics the fuck out of this episode oh don't worry Brent I've got movies planned for that. <laughs> What else is there to say? We talk about movies and other shit. It comes out every Friday. It's on all the podcast outlets. Just type in Home Video Hustle. It'll be there somewhere. <laughs> and you're on Twitter at HVH Podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got that shit too, right? Uh, <laughs> 1D. Don't do 2Ds. That's just, Those are just facts about the movie Steel. 
Well, I mean, you should only do two Ds if you're really into that type of shit, man. If you want to learn a lot about steel... <laughs> it is an odd cast, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, we have fun. So, live free or die hard. I want to start off by asking... Brent, I'm going to kind of steal this from you. We've been doing this lately. Uh-oh. What do you guys... Well, maybe you guys already know, but do you know what this movie costs to make? Oh, I actually didn't look this up. Okay, what do you think? I'm going to say... $60 million. Okay. Nathan? Uh, $80 million. $110 million. Okay. Really? I didn't expect that. And would you like to venture a guess as to what this movie managed to get at the box office? 500 Ooh. No, All the money? <laughs> $383.5 <laughs> The highest grossing Die Hard movie in the series, actually. The European release of this mm-hmm. was Die Hard 4.0. Okay. Return to Hell. Yeah. Return to Hell. <laughs> Return to Hell, yes. <laughs> oh, man. Fucking William <laughs> Fickner shows up as the devil. <laughs> oh, Nicolas Cage is there driving a muscle car. It'd be great. Who's <laughs> that movie? Finally. Wait, have we not had a Bruce Willis and Nicolas Cage team-up movie? It seems like he should be in like one of the Expendables or something. Oh, Bruce Willis. Oh, Cage? Yeah, for sure. But if you want Bruce Willis, you gotta pay him like a million dollars a day or something now. <laughs> Shit. So, I just feel like he doesn't want really want to do movies that much. That's the, I don't want to work, but I'll work if you pay me enough. Yep. A Scale. million dollars a day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, Live Free or Die Hard, based on an article in 1997 for Wired Magazine called A Farewell to Arms... Now, Brent was telling me a little bit about the... You, you kind of, like, summed it up a little bit. It's been 1999. You know everybody's scared of technology. You know the PlayStation's going to take over the world and shit. Yeah. The big article talking about how we're going to get hacked and everybody's going to lose their money and all, all the shit that happens in this movie, basically. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I don't think... So, that being said, I don't believe this was originally supposed to be a Die Hard movie. No. The same the as... it wasn't either. <laughs> yeah, the third one, this one, and maybe even the one after this... I'm pretty sure that shit's trash. Yeah, because that shit was barely diehard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are some things in this that I'm like, I can tell it wasn't supposed to, you can tell it wasn't supposed to be diehard because it's a little too, like, global of a conflict. But at the mm. same time, it's like, you still it's still got that feel. The next one, not at all. <laughs> so Live Free or Die Hard starts off with Matthew Farrell, played by Justin Long. And he is on the phone with the hottie Maggie Q. Maddie Cutie, if you uh, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. QT. Um, so anyway, so he's on the phone with Maggie Q, and they're, and uh, she's basically, you uh, call. he runs like a security thing, I think, for like, uh, I, I don't know. I don't remember what happens here, but she, he, she basically has hired him to. She, she <laughs> hires him and a bunch of other hackers uh, to run. Security check, well, what they believe is to be security checking algorithms to, like, fight uh, security systems for cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. They think that they're doing something, like, just another job to get paid, you know, trying to crack security for a security firm who helps, you know, corporations make their computer networks stronger. Mm-hmm. Not the case. No, um, nefarious means are uh, are going on. <laughs> because of this, they've somehow managed to 
uh, rig C4 to all these tech guys' computers, all these, like, uh, testers. I don't understand how they did that. No, that is my first question. <laughs> that was my first question, is, like, who snuck into all these homes and planted all this C4? Maggie Q. Yeah. <laughs> Just Maggie Q. It could have been that right. French guy who's, like, super awesome at parkour. But, uh, yeah, so they are all blowing up, except for Justin Long, yeah. because, goddammit, he's our co-star. He can't die. Uh, but we do meet Deputy Director Bowman, played by the great Cliff Curtis. That's the guy that's, like, the head of the CIA or whatever, right? Yeah, and all I could think of, anytime he said there was an issue, I I, I just kept thinking of that terrible uh, Walking Dead spinoff. Fear the Walking Fear Dead? Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. Anytime he I thought it was Training Day. Any... Y'all seen that, right? Yeah. The the television show? What? Oh, shit, there was a TV show. <laughs> There's a... All I could think of was the movie. No, yeah, no, there was there was a season of a show based on Training Day. Now it wasn't it wasn't like they're basing it on the movie. It's like events that happened a decade or so after the movie. They referenced the movie in the show, mm-hmm. but there's no Ethan Hawke or anything like that. I... Uh, it was sadly canceled because uh, Bill Paxton died. Uh yeah. R.I.P.D. When's that movie coming up? <laughs> Sometime soon. I've, I own I... it on 3D Blu-ray, so anytime I am ready to go with that one. Da- that Nathan's, too? Nathan's body is ready. Uh, <laughs> it's called presenting. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> uh, Justin Long... Well, actually, you should say that Justin Long thinks Maggie Q has a sexy voice. Now, you might think that's a throwaway line, but it does come back later. I thought it was interesting that uh, the guy who played the Mac in the I'm a Mac, I'm a PC uh, ads oh. ran a Linux system. Wait. The, oh, oh, okay. I For a second, I thought you meant that his partner in those commercials was in this movie, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no. I got really excited. <laughs> like, the reunion everyone's been waiting for. Yes, we had a good laugh about uh, a lot of computer jokes oh, uh, in this wow. movie when it first came out. Yeah, LOL Hacking is the alternate title for this movie. <laughs> but uh, there's You're a... saying it's not realistic, man? Uh, maybe a little bit? Hey, you know what? The computers weren't cityscapes like in Hackers, so they got that going for them. Oh, yeah. When's that movie coming up? It's... <laughs> <laughs> this whole episode, Brent's. When you do with that movie? Yeah, just, let's just keep taking lists from Brent. Yeah, Brent's gonna give us uh, ideas for our show for the next year and a half, just appearing on this one episode. Brendan, Brendan has a list of movies I've given y'all. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> listeners' choice coming up in June. Um. But anyway, so the FBI. I noticed uh, one line I wrote down because the FBI says or the CIA. Wait, what is it? The CIA or the FBI? One of them. Yeah. Government shit. Cliff Curtis Cliff Curtis has a line about, like, he's like, I want to round up all the hackers because the FBI has also been hacked into. And yes, he says, he's round up. He's F- an FBI guy. Yeah. And later, he's, uh, I don't know, waylaid by NSA fellows. Yeah. Which, um, so yeah, he says, I want to round up all the possible hackers and round them up and interview them all. And all the uh, someone, usual suspects. Yeah. And someone says, well, it's a, it's a holiday and uh, <laughs> like, just call the, call your employees in for time and a half. Cliff Curtis, this is a national emergency. Yeah. 
<laughs> so he says, well, what we're going to do is we're going to get local cops to pick up, uh, or a local cop to pick up uh, Justin Long. And that happens to be Bruce Willis, a.k.a. Who John McClane. stalking his daughter. Yes. Yeah. You don't do this, Nathan? Not yet. <laughs> oh, see, I, know, I had a feeling. <laughs> Nathan's not John McClane quite yet. It's well, no, coming. Here's the thing. He went about it all wrong, in my opinion. Well, As a father of, of girls, my idea is not going to be to, like, skulk in the shadows. It's uh, one of the things I plan on doing is is inviting the young bag of shit into my house. <laughs> okay, gonna stop you for a quick second. You've, you've already jumped the judgment train, right? Because anybody who's looking to, you know, yeah. Anyhow, <laughs> listen. I'm gonna respectfully invite the bag of human excrement into my home. I did. I said nothing about human. <laughs> Okay, so fine. Deer that. shit. Go ahead. Okay, the, the bag of shit. Uh, he's yeah. gonna get. It. He's gonna come in. As you enter into <laughs> my domicile, yeah. there is a stuffed deer head on the wall. A deer <laughs> that I shot and okay. had the head mounted. Okay. The first thing I'm gonna say to him is, "Check this out. Isn't that cool? That's awesome, right? You know what? That deer didn't do a goddamn thing to me." You do, and you're going out with my daughter. I love her. That deer didn't do a fucking thing to me, and I shot it dead. And then I ate it. And then just follow up with, well, have a good night. Yep. (laughs) What if he's a big Tyler Perry fan, though? Well, you know what? That's a plus. That's a plus. I'll say, you know what? You, You... Prove yourself worthy, and we'll check out Boo, uh, Medea's Halloween oh. 2. Or maybe uh, Medea's Family Funeral. I've already seen Family Reunion. You can check out my podcast. <laughs> that is a long way to get to a plug. <laughs> right. But anyway, so Bruce Willis, or uh, John McClane, interrupts his daughter making out with some douchebag. And he's very grabby. Uh, and he's we, trying we... to cop a feel. Very, very much hey. so. She says no twice. Just saying. And you want, I'm trying to teach my girls, you only need to say it once. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Once if, is... you have, if, if it comes to the part where you have to say it twice, you're punching them in the neck. Yeah. Blah! So she uh, she obviously has a strained relationship with her dad because she told this guy that she just met that her dad is dead. <laughs> yes. Uh, but he. Ba- I, I do like this moment. So, like, she basically blows them both off. She's like, okay, I'm going back to, I'm going back home. Leave me alone. Uh, the guy looks at Bruce Willis and he's like, chicks, right? Yes. <laughs> Probably not the best move. <laughs> and then I would have punched him in the face. <laughs> you would have mounted him on your wall. Oh, 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 I thought that was going somewhere different. No, 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 Brent, not that kind of mounting. <laughs> no. Well, I don't know. Oh, Nathan... Break his back. I make him humble. humble. I don't know, though. Nathan might want to show his dominance. So. <laughs> <laughs> And that maybe maybe just urinate on him. That's a possibility too. <laughs> a distinct possibility. <laughs> so back in Justin Long's apartment, he's hack hack hacking away uh, while chatting with the warlock, who we'll definitely meet later. Oh, and I gotta ask. Mm. I know I made a joke about him running a Linux system, but what the hell kind of graphics interface is that? All oh, the graphics in this movie are insane. Yes. Any time a computer screen is on screen, someone is just literally clicking random buttons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's Did not you... what y'all do at home? 
No, I no, have a Windows really. laptop. <laughs> there's, there's very specific instructions you have to follow to make it work properly. <laughs> I don't just randomly <laughs> click around. I, I would love if people typed in real life like they do in movies, because it's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's, like these pe- it's like none of the people in this movie have ever seen a computer. <laughs> but... Uh, he's about to hit the delete button, which we know from earlier will trigger the C4, but thankfully... Well, it's, it's Control-Alt-Delete. Oh, is they, it? Okay. Yeah, because they wired the, the C4 with a virus. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. It would lock up the computer, so if they want to re- they want to get out of the lockup, they, the first step is Control-Alt-Delete. But I thought it was just delete, because later on, when the delete button is hit, Control-Alt are definitely not, no, definitely not pushed down. It's a, it's a sequence... I'm guessing uh, a like, sequence like, pattern to make it happen. You're telling me maybe Justin Long has sticky keys turned on? Also, it could be the fact that it's a fucking movie and nobody in Hollywood knows how a computer works. <laughs> I think your thesis statement is strong. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so he gets interrupted before he hits delete. John McClane shows up at the door, makes fun of all his nerdy shit that he's got all over his room, breaks his spawn action figure... I cried a fair <laughs> bit when that happened. Saddest part of the movie. What's funny is that when he breaks it, like he literally just pulls an arm off of it, and he's like, oh, did I break it? <laughs> no, okay, I get you don't play with toys, Bruce Willis, but like, <laughs> you gotta know that's not gonna end well. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so the, the, the apartment is sur- slowly surrounded by armed gunmen. And, you know, we get a big action scene here, the first real one of the movie. Uh, John McClane kills one, kills one guy by throwing a fire extinguisher and shooting it. Okay, they're, it's not just as it's surrounded by terrorists, it's surrounded by French terrorists. Oh. I was unaware that that was a thing. First <laughs> French terrorists? Yes. When it, it, they just have, like, baguettes? And <laughs> well, I, I guess so. <laughs> I, I, it was cool to see the guy from District 13 in this movie. Uh, but yeah, they break in, and then uh, a great a great little convenient moment is that an action figure falls on the delete button yes. and triggers the C4, which... It was a Terminator, too! <laughs> yeah! Oh, shit, was it? Yeah, it was. It was, it was the exoskeleton from the Terminator. It fell over and oh, hit the delete button. Which, which yeah. is funny, because they seem to have set up the C4 as not quite as powerful as all the other hackers... Because the other hackers' homes are blown to bits. Just vaporized. Yeah, this guy's this guy's apartment, his just like his desk is blown up and it kinda goes out the window. But the apartment's like still there. Yeah. Really good insulation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they figured, you know what? He might be weak in the upper body and kind of spindly in the arms. Let's not break the bank on the C four. <laughs> <laughs> They make it out. There's more gunmen outside. Luckily, Bruce Willis manages to... <laughs> this is my favorite. Bruce Willis oh. manages, while the guy's hanging off the side of the car, to drive him into a dumpster. Oh, that yeah. was the best. Uh, and uh, they drive away. And then we learn that Tim... Timothy motherfucking Oliphant is Whoop. the bad guy. Hitman. Yeah. <laughs> also, Nathan, this is our second Tim Oliphant movie we've done. That's a shame because I love that guy. <laughs> well, I mean, Wins the other one man. we did was another admittedly crazy but entertaining movie called The Crazies. So yeah, 
I think the only other movie that he's done that we could do is Hitman, as Brent has said. Uh, so, they're in the car, John McClane and, uh, well, Justin Long. <laughs> and yes. they drive down to meet Deputy Director Bowman. Let's listen to some sweet CCR while all this America stuff is happening in the background. Which Justin Long says is like a pine cone shoved in his ass. <laughs> the CCR. And I'm like, I go fuck know. yourself, Justin Long. Yes. Bruce did- Willis did the appropriate thing by cranking it up. What did you say, Brent? No, I said you said my pineapple was an ass. I said, I don't know what the fuck that is, man. <laughs> he basically said pineapples or pine cone. Pine, pine cone. cone. Oh, they said pineapple. I like a pine cone shoved in his ass. But I said, that's a lot of fucking work. Yeah. Basically, he says listening to CCR is like getting fucked in the butt. <laughs> With a pine oh. cone. With a pine cone. With a very, a pine cone or a very abrasive penis. Like, like a cat's, because it's Barb. Oh my god! <laughs> you have painted a horrifying image. <laughs> Brendan will never look at his cats the same. Nope. <laughs> I am giving, I'm getting rid of all my cats. M- Monkey, do you have a barbed penis? <laughs> oh wait, thankfully they're all female, so we're good. Oh, you're good then. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> they don't have barbed, uh, never mind. Anyways. No. Okay. I love bringing these strays home, man. <laughs> But they're so cute. I think Mariah's <laughs> is barbed, though, isn't it? That's what I've heard. Uh, it's basically like a, it's basically like um, Negan's baseball bat in The Walking Dead. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why he was so mad with Medea. <laughs> Actually, we we did a, a recreation of that scene. Everyone lined up in a circle, and she just swung it around, <laughs> beat you over the head with it. You... People got to guess. People got to guess who was gonna get hit in the head. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, it was Glenn. <laughs> uh, so anyway, God, this movie. This episode has taken a turn. As expected. <laughs> so Tim Oliphant's hackers start fucking with the traffic lights. Oh, before we do that, the reason why uh, Bruce Willis is scanning around on the new, on the radio, he's trying to find out if... What happened at Justin Long's place last night has made the news. And Justin Long launches into this conspiracy theory about, you know, how the news, it just keeps you living in fear, man. And so you keep buying stuff, man, like six things that you don't even need, right? I could do this all day. He is going to love 4chan in about half a decade. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so the traffic lights are going crazy. They're They're all green. In the hopes that, you know, maybe John McClane will just crash his car and die, and then they'll then, then we'll be done with them. Now, but, in all honesty, do you think that it would devolve that quickly? Because no. there were scenes of, like, buses just, like, twirling, skating <laughs> through intersections. <laughs> yeah. I think, like, I think maybe there would be accidents, but I think this movie definitely ramps that up. Yeah. I mean, it reminds... Uh, I don't know why it reminded me of this, but you know that scene in Furious 7 where all those cars just go careening off the parking lot of the uh-huh. parking garage? It's just like, to that level almost. Like, it's just like, oh, green light, everybody go! <laughs> When's that movie coming out? Oh. <laughs> Brent, you're killing me. 
the, the lights are all turning green. Um, the hackers are also launching alerts in the FBI, like anthrax alerts. So they have to like evacuate the U.S. Capitol building. Um, and they're also messing with a building, which we'll learn about more later, uh, in Woodlawn called the National Data Administration. Mm-hmm. They also mess with the stock market. And through this, John, uh, John McClane and, you know, Justin Long, they finally arrive to meet Deputy Bowman. And we get the first uh, utterance of the that this, this whole thing <laughs> may be a fire sale. <laughs> Jesus. And Nathan... <sighs> Nathan, tell the good people what a fire sale is. Well, with a fire sale, everything must go. (laughs) (laughs) The idea being that they're resetting the system, just burning it right down to the ground. Uh, You know, all the financials, all the uh, utilities, fire, uh, sorry, emergency services, rather, fire, ambulance, police, utilities with your phone and internet and electricity and here's the thing whenever i encounter folk and i do appreciate the idea of being young and saying you know what burn the system man here's the thing if you think that revolution is going to work out the first thing you need to do is burn your house down (laughs) if you're not willing to do that you are not willing to participate in the revolution and this has been a message from the revolution. It's a, a, a message from an aged punk. Nathan works for Anonymous. <laughs> Nathan is Anonymous. <gasps> Shush. Don't worry. More. Ah. <laughs> uh, but after we... So Bowman is immediately like, no, 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 it's not a fire sale. We got to speak this covered. Clearly we're doing a great job. So calm down. Uh, but so the terrorists send them a YouTube style video edit of like people. Hmm. It's like one of those videos where it's like a statement, but each person is saying one word and it's like cut together from, uh, presidential speeches. Okay. Yes. I love that. That was like one of my favorite parts. I feel they went a little overboard on it. He didn't find enough Nixon. No. Well, that's what he said. Even (laughs) he's like, I wanted more Nixon. I do like how they end with. Uh, W, though. <laughs> yes. When, when George W. Bush gives you the most haunting part of that speech, and it's, like, it's unbroken. Like, it's two it's two, it's, like, 20 seconds of Bush just, like, talking. <laughs> well, if you want to strike fear into the hearts <laughs> of millions, it's George W. Bush. Or the current one. True. Not available at that time because no. everybody would have been like Donald Trump is president. You're fucking ridiculous. I mean that orange douchebag. <laughs> uh, oh, there's a lot of dumb people here. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I got a super patriotic right there. <laughs> so. uh so anyway, yeah, we get the they explain the fire sale, um, and then Bowman sets up basically for John McClane and Justin Long to go to this uh, interview so they could talk to Matt, to talk to Justin and find out all all the stuff he knows. Um, as they're being escorted, though, Maggie Q hacks the police radio because they can literally hack everything in this movie. Everything you can think of, it gets hacked. That's how it works, right? Yep. <laughs> 
With yeah. one, that's how it works. Hack the planet. Hack the planet. If hackers and criminal has taught me anything, <laughs> it's that computers equal. Computers are magic. <laughs> yes. Yep. Um, but here's the thing. Maggie Q tries to tell them to take a turn onto a street so that they can uh, they can be you know trapped or killed. And hilariously, the guy that's driving them says, "Ooh, she has a sexy voice." Callback to when Justin Long thought she had a sexy voice. And if there was anything he could do uh, to or for her. Which is hilarious. Like, that <laughs> clue. I just like the fact that he had to say, you have a sexy voice to, like, clue him in. <laughs> right. It's like, I mean, I guess she sounds good, but that wouldn't be, like, the first thing I'd latch on to. <laughs> but this actually, this isn't the first callback. If you, uh, if you're tracking, what is the name of the agent who is driving them? Johnson. Right? From the uh, first one. Right. Yeah, I like the that. Fir- first, yeah, Agent Johnson, Agent Johnson, not and related. John McClane even, uh, takes a second to think it over when he says that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, 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 see, this is the kind of fan service I can get behind because it's quick, it's not in your face, and it's just a little... Hey, if you caught it, cool. If you didn't, no big deal. No big deal. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't affect anything. We do find out that Justin Long is so hungry that he could eat at Arby's. <laughs> that is hungry. <laughs> yeah. Brent, and... are you a fan of uh, the Arby's? Yeah, actually. Fuck oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, 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 as much as I'll give it, give them the shit, Patty's a big fan of it. Um, I like them when I get a sandwich that has other things other than cheese and roast beef. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so if I get... You can get the ones that have, like, you know, lettuce and tomato and pickle. Mm-hmm. Thank you. More later. Hey. <laughs> Callbacks. Luckily, uh, Justin Long recognizes her as Maggie Q, and John McClane tricks her by saying we have a police code 587, which she says, oh yeah, 587, we sent all units, and he says, oh, you sent all units for a bunch of naked people walking around? Put your boss on, honey. Um, which, I gotta say, if you're gonna do this, like, hacking into the police radio thing, you should probably know the police codes just in case this happens. Thank you. Or at the very least, have someone at the ready who can go, oh, 587, that's naked people. Yeah, it seems All like... All they know is hacking, man. Any time, like, something happens that gives the good guys, like, an advantage, it's because of something that the fucking terrorist overlooked, and it's, like, the dumbest, like, little thing. Uh, but, you know, then we get the first conversation between Tim Oliphant and John McClane, and Tim Oliphant decides to taunt him by deleting his 401k... And yes. says, you know what, just shoot Justin Long and walk away, and everything will be fine. Hell no, says John McClane. That's not the kind of movie this is going to be. That's his exact line. But he does <laughs> he does make an offer to visit Timothy Oliphant in prison, which I think is sweet. Yeah. I mean, good for him. That's real they nice They do make him. a fun reference to him being a Timex watch in a digital world. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because they've got all these references that where all these little scenes where uh, John McClane doesn't understand technology. But the funny thing was with him being a Timex watch, what does a Timex watch Wait, do? Wait, isn't that a digital watch? No, no, no. Timex, their slogan for a gazillion years oh, is, I... takes a lickin', <laughs> keeps on tickin'. 
Oh, hey. shit. So he die hard. They, they die hard. They're really hard to die. The, uh, their, their ability oh, to die well, comes on. difficultly to a Timex watch. Do they live free as well? Well, once they're purchased, yes. Okay. Well, this it. is the greatest action scene of all time coming up. <laughs> oh, shit. 100%. Because they send a chopper after uh, after our heroes, and multiple agents are killed. I think everyone except our two main characters. And I uh, gotta say, those guys shooting from the helicopters, I don't know where they got them. But every time, they were either leading too much or too short with their shots. If you're gonna, if you're in a, trying to shoot for a moving target, you definitely want to lead them. You want to shoot the bullet ahead of them because they're going to move into where the bullet's going to be when it lands. Uh, Nathan, I don't want to get any hate mail from the extras in this movie. <laughs> I'm, yeah, no, they, they, they did fine. I'm sure they did exactly what the director did. It has nothing to do with them. It's the director being like, aha, we oh, have shit. professional French mercenaries. They don't know how to shoot. Len Wiseman, get at us. On the Twitters. <laughs> Director of Underworld. <laughs> Never seen him. Eh, the first it is two, what it is. Yeah, the first uh, two are all right. The last one was bonkers. They're all kind of bonkers when you get right down to it. It's vampires fighting fucking werewolves. The last it's one Twilight? had Kate No! <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no one sparkles in this one, Brent. Right? The last one had Kate Beckinsale going in between the, the world of the living and the world of the dead. It was interesting. <laughs> was I don't have to now? watch those now. Uh, Who's but that it, coming up? <laughs> <laughs> if we do any of them, I would I would love to do the most recent one. It was I, I feel insane. that the one that I've confounded Brendan with for oh. April is, I think, <laughs> Brent's going to get a kick out of it, and I oh, think shit. it is the perfect movie for this year. <laughs> Does that Tyler Perry in it, too? <laughs> 1983, so I don't think it's so. from 1983. <laughs> yeah. Unless he's got, like, a cameo. <laughs> in the middle of, like, risky business, Medea shows up. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. <laughs> Did you order a... to Bob Seger. <laughs> <laughs> Did you order a Herker? <laughs> oh, what? oh Herder! Are you going to Tier Werner? <laughs> Just turning into the Swedish chef now. Spork, spork, spork. <laughs> oh my god, okay, Die Hard. So they go Back into the, die. They drive into the tu- this tunnel, and Tim Oliphant's like, I also control all the lights in the tunnel. Turn them all off. Which, again, is another hilarious thing that you kind of pointed out earlier when all the lights went green, is that these cars just keep driving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just like you got places to be, Brendan. <laughs> it's just dark. You'd be all right. That's right. Cars get hit every day, B. Okay. Um, am I the only one with a driver's license here? I got one. Okay. So, Brad, have you ever driven into a tunnel? Yes. Do you instinctively turn your headlights on? Yes. None of these people do. Nope. You got no time for that. <laughs> there ain't no time for headlights. <sighs> well, there you go. That explains it away. Perfect. Let's move on. Plot. Plot. 
it, it makes no sense. You are completely correct. <laughs> uh, also, my favorite part of this whole tunnel scene is that there is a car that is literally flopping around like a fish out of water. <laughs> like, yes. there's the scene where the car lands and hits two cars instead of our heroes, thus not killing them. But there's also a scene where a car is just flopping down the tunnel <laughs> for like a minute. They just need new tires, man. <laughs> Oh, so good. But then the pinnacle of this scene is that the helicopter is waiting on the other side. So John McClane gets into another car, drives it, jumps out, and kills a helicopter with a car. Because he ran out of bullets. (laughs) Basically saying, this movie wants everyone to know that physics can go fuck itself. (laughs) They can always go fuck themselves. Which I I think I think that that scene alone is crazier than anything in any of the previous three Die Hard movies. Oh, there's something later in the movie. I don't know, man. Oh no, I'm not saying any crazier in this movie. I'm just saying crazier than anything in the first three. Oh, okay. I was say something happens way crazier in this movie, in my opinion. Okay. Well, we're going... well. I, I feel that the, the, with the movies, uh, they progressively get crazier and crazier with the things that happen with them uh i love the third one me too yeah in in, in fact if i could rank these it would be one three four two and five yeah that's exactly what i would say too there we go we are Um, on the same page i'm gonna say i think i like two a little bit more that's ridiculous i would say like one uh, no, you know what? I don't know. I it's tough. Two and four are like they're they're close. Uh, one, yeah. it's definitely one, and then three for me though. For See, sure. the reason why I discount two, uh, fuck that uh, one, is because other than the fact that it's in an airport, everything else is very samey. It's at Christmas time. He's got you know a, a, a plucky black sidekick who's helping him. It's international terrorists. But Dennis I mean, Franz, Nathan, Dennis Franz, and Robert Patrick. Wait, what? <laughs> no, hey, William Sadler. I think you're thinking of Terminator Two. No, he's in that movie for like two seconds. Is oh. he? Yeah. Uh, when he are up on the roof, he's like, you're a sitting duck or some shit, he says, and he starts shooting them little dudes. For two seconds, or as Brent describes it, the selling point of the movie. <laughs> That's right, damn it. That's why we're catching, <laughs> motherfucker. I, I will say that I did enjoy William Sadler in that movie. Oh, naked calisthenics? You enjoyed Fuck his naked yeah. ass, huh? I did. He is a <laughs> handsome gentleman. This, the naked yoga was like the best scene in that movie. That was hilarious. Got his barbed dick real hard. Yeah! <laughs> so anyway, live free or die hard. <laughs> um, so once they blow up the helicopter, uh, Tim Oliphant's team arrives at Woodlawn and breaks into the building so they can download all the financial information in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also send in Maggie Q undercover as an FBI agent. Uh, so this is when... Oh yeah, so this is when the Capitol building blows up. Quote unquote. Right? Yes, the the fake news. Yeah, the fake, <laughs> the fake news. This is when the terrorists send a video of the Capitol building blowing up, which, okay, um, they they run over to see. Now they'd run on foot, right? The the FBI mm-hmm. they run over on foot to see if it, this has actually happened. I would think mm-hmm. if you're close enough to run over on foot, you would have heard it. It's a lot You'd going think, on. Man. Yes. 
It's a lot of commotion. <laughs> An explosion like that? But no, they run over on foot. Oh, thank God, the Capitol building is still there. However, this is very important to note at this point, guys. All the phone lines are down. All the satellites are down. The only way that people are communicating is from, is with the SATCOM radios that the terrorists have. Yes. There are no lines. Everybody has AT&T. But, <laughs> thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, that doesn't affect OnStar. <laughs> they're, they're on SATCOM too, you didn't know that? <laughs> Terrorists love OnStar. Okay, so John McClane and Justin Long get into this car. (laughs) OnStar is activated. And for a second I was like, okay, maybe it's a trick and the terrorists are hacking that too. Nope, it's just OnStar with access to phones. (laughs) That made no sense. Well, especially considering that earlier when everyone was like, yeah, like you said, trying to call 911 and there was no yeah. service or it was cut off or it was a busy signal. Apparently, OnStar, not as popular as they'd like people to think because they're not being bothered at all during the Armageddon. Well, what they should do is take a cut of this movie where it's like where everything's going down and then show this scene where they're contacted and just air that as a commercial. <laughs> Armageddon proof. (laughs) Because no one's calling us, kid. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, they use OnStar. Justin Long pretends his dad is having a heart attack so so they can start his car for him. And, you know, he eventually gets them to start the car. It's a funny scene, but it makes no sense. (laughs) I loved it, actually, because it's... it's, The (laughs) name is, like, Dvorak Jajinski. Did you notice something though when they when they when he said the name? No. Okay, so when they when they cut to the the ID he the ID he was holding, I looked mm-hmm. at the the typed name first and it yeah. said David Seaver. So the <laughs> okay. written name, the sign name was different than the typed name. Okay. <laughs> I thought that I was like how did they mess that up? <laughs> no time. No time. Yeah, no time in this fucking $110 million action movie. That's right. We gotta get explosions ready. <laughs> right! What, did Michael Bay on set? <laughs> uh, so, they arrive at the building. They arrive at the building where um, Maggie Q is overriding. Because what we find out is that in a fire sale... Everything must go. Hey. <laughs> yeah, you could do everything, mo- almost everything remotely. But the only thing you can't do remotely is major utilities. Like gas, electric, nuclear, etc., etc. Yeah. So she's at this building to manually shut it down so that they can basically, you know, turn off the world, essentially. <laughs> America. America. John McClane <laughs> has a badass ninja fight with Maggie Q. Maggie Cutie? Hey! Yeah. Call back to when you said it earlier. <laughs> but Maggie Q uh, no-sells a computer monitor to the face. Can I just say that I appreciate the Die Hard series more than almost any other action series because I like that the main guy, the hero, gets his ass kicked. Oh, yeah. Mm. All the time. Like, Bruce Willis gets thrown out of the fucking window and to the the ground. And then she's basically making Justin Long uh, continue her work or or undo whatever he just did to fuck up her work. 
And uh, Bruce Willis <laughs> comes through, driving a car, runs her over, all the way into an elevator How shaft. How did he get that in, like, the corridors? I do not know. John McClane, damn it. He did that uh, He did that Batman thing where he can, like, make his car skinny when he goes between the buildings. He dropped the sides out. Yeah. What was that, like, Batman Returns or something? Wasn't that forever? Oh, maybe. Fuck. Coming soon. <laughs> yeah, when's that coming up on the show? Never. We will have. Terrible. Exactly. That's well, why it's coming up. up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So they end up in an elevator shaft, inexplicably. And Maggie Q gets sent down to hell. Yeah. She's Deadsville. So hard way to, to go, it. too, man. That, yeah, that's not... Probably in my bottom ten ways to go. Crushed by an SUV in an elevator shaft. Or as uh, Bruce Willis says later in the movie, an SUV shoved up her ass. Uh, Maggie Q's dead. Uh, Tim Oliphant finds them uh, trying to hack the system. So uh, Bruce Willis informs Tim Oliphant that his girlfriend, Maggie Q, is dead. Yeah. To piss him off. Doesn't he call her a dead Asian hooker bitch? Oh, yeah. That's later. But oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> they say they say they call people bitches so many times in this movie. <laughs> it's edgy, but safe enough for PG thirteen. Yeah, well, you can say bitch, you just can't say motherfucker. Yeah, right. I guess sure. <laughs> I don't know how fucking works. So uh, Tim Oliphant's furious. He decides to send all the gas lines, uh, redirect them into that building specifically. Mm-hmm. So our heroes have to outrun a fireball. No problem. Everyday stuff. And, and that's when they decide, we gotta go see the warlock. Matthew, Justin Long decides we gotta go see the warlock. And uh, they decide to take a helicopter. Yeah, and he just... Uh, I know we hear that he took a couple of lessons, but I'm like, when he first jumps in, I was like... When did he ever fucking learn to drive a helicopter? That was never a thing. Never a thing, and also I feel like that line about how he took a few lessons was like, it's kind of lazy, like, because the first movie, the one of the big things was he was afraid of flying, right? Mm-hmm. And then they just kind of go, uh, I took a few lessons. Okay, problem solved. We're in you a chopper now. So some face your fear type of thing or some shit, didn't he? Would you actually... Brent, I feel that you could explain it uh, more oh. succinctly. Okay. Yes. One yes. word, pl- One pl- word. Uh, please. Would that word be plot? There you go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Okay. So now we go to the warlock, and the warlock is a guy, is a middle-aged dude named Freddy Kaludis, who Freddy lives Kruger. at home. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> he lives at home with his mom, and uh, he is... Played by Kevin Smith. Hey. And who we watched this, Patty was like, man, check out all the cool stuff he has. And I just said, yeah, but he still lives in his fucking mom's basement. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of, uh, it kind of reminded me when the mom came to the door of that scene in Wedding Crashers with, like, Will Ferrell. Mm. Where she just like, Freddy, you got guests. <laughs> Pick up your fucking toys. <laughs> like, that kind of thing. <laughs> Command uh, Center. When I saw this movie first in like when it when I think I saw it in theaters and no I definitely saw it in theaters and I was like super excited that Kevin Smith was in this movie because I I think I had just finally watched like 
Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back and all those other movies. So I was like, man, he's going to be in a Die Hard movie? That's awesome. <laughs> so I genuinely, genuinely love him in this movie. <laughs> and I love how the first thing, uh, the first thing they, they, Justin Long calls him is like Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> yeah. So see, are you looking like a young Han Solo there? Yeah, he's like, you lost weight. He's like, I gained 30 pounds. Who the hell is that? <laughs> Why'd you bring your dad to my command center? <laughs> my favorite line in this in this scene, though, is when uh, uh, Bruce Willis looks at the picture of Boba Fett, uh-huh. and Kevin Smith is like, oh, yeah, you're a fan of the Fett? And he's like, no, I'm more of a Star Wars guy. He's like, Star Wars? Who the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I did enjoy guy. the fact that Bruce Willis called him Dump Truck. So here's the thing Little behind the scenes Kevin Smith and Bruce Willis Don't like each other anymore Uh, On the set of this movie though They got along great Yes. And Kevin Smith Actually uh, even more little tidbit He actually wrote this scene Like all his dialogue he wrote most of it Mm. Because they gave him the scene And Kevin Smith was doing fine But he said like he didn't feel like he was he was very believable because the lines they gave him didn't sound like something he would say. And he's admittedly, he's admitted to like that. He's not, he doesn't think of himself as much of an actor. Right. Mm -hmm. Which, which like, yeah, he's a funny guy. He's, I wouldn't say he should go and like do like a career defining career changing role. Like, I don't know if he could pull it off. So he should not be in a Tyler Perry movie is what you're saying. (laughs) Where he can really, you know, stretch his dramatic wings and get, to meet in a script where you can really believe and, and, and put forth some pathos and deliver the career-defining performance that would get him an Oscar. Are you done? I'm good. So what happened was Kevin Smith asked if he could rewrite portions of, the, of his scene, uh, and the producers were like, hell no. Hmm. So apparently what Bruce Willis did was get on the phone with the studio and say, so who was your second choice for John McClane? Hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. This happens, like, Kevin Smith talks, tells this whole story, like, Bruce Willis backed him up 1,000%, and he said, who is your second choice for John McClane? Uh, so they were like, um, okay, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so Kevin Smith rewrote the part, and this is the scene where we get a lot of exposition about Timothy Oliphant's character. Yes. Where he talks so- about how he, he did this fantastic hacking job with just a laptop. He hacked into... He shut down NORAD with a laptop. To Just prove a, a laptop. Point. Yeah. Um, and that uh, this... And that this building in Woodlawn is uh, targeted. So they're wondering what this building in Woodlawn is all about. We still don't know. But... Timothy Oliphant uh, sees that they're, they're going into... They're going through his shit. So he hacks into the Warlock's computer... And we get a scene with them uh, watching each other on the monitors. Yes. And hilariously, my another bit that I really, really like is Bruce Willis uh, talking quietly to Warlock while he covers the the, <laughs> the camera. Yeah, thinking it's a microphone. Yeah, covering the camera <laughs> doesn't shush the microphone. Yeah. Um, so they start tracking Timothy Olyphant, and you know they're sending his photo to Deputy Bowman. And this is where actually. He says the dead Asian hooker bitch thing. Oh, if you don't mind, I wrote down this whole speech. I would really like to read it. Proceed. 
Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so this is what Bruce Willis says to kind of taunt uh, Tim Oliphant's character. <clears throat> yeah, no, I'm not as smart as you guys, all this computer shit. But hey, I'm still alive, ain't I? I mean, you gotta be running out of bad guys by now. Gabriel? I mean, how does that work? Honestly, you could tell me. You got some kind of service or something? Some kind of 1-800 number? 1-800 henchman? Oh, you know, I bet you're still on hold with can I get another dead Asian hooker bitch over ah. here right away. But seriously, all that kicking aside, that skinny little ninja chick, she was smoking hot. One of those gotta be real hard to come by, right? <laughs> Using that for every audition from now on. <laughs> that is the monologue to use. You're really quite impressed with yourself, aren't you? <laughs> oh yeah, that's what he says right after, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I really love Timothy Oliphant in this role. He's such a good bad guy. Right? Ah. Uh... What do you think, Brent? You like you like the elephant? You, you on board? Do I like elephants? Sure. Uh, what about Timothy Elephant? Timothy Elephant? Sure. Yeah, he alright. <laughs> I love I love the movie he came out with last year. <laughs> What's that? The Elephant Man. <laughs> that was last year. Yep. The remake of the classic. <laughs> Straight to DVD. He's also coming out. Uh, he's also coming out with a new movie this year. Timothy Elephant and Dumbo. Ugh. Oh fuck that. Can we not? <laughs> When's that coming up on the show? Never. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that first. <laughs> but anyway, um, well, where are we here? So yeah, oh, this is the point where Tim Olfen is like, I, I'm getting revenge on you. He shows him that he knows where his daughter is. She's stuck in an elevator. Yep. And he pretends to be the, uh, you know, security or nine one one or whatever. And says we're gonna get you out of there. No problem. Bruce Willis is freaking out. And the, there is a, a legitimately great moment here where Tim Oliphant looks at him after that and says, go, aho- go ahead, John, make a joke, say something funny. And it's just like, oh, he's kind of turning the tables on you. Really love him in this role. <laughs> so that's unfortunate. Like, he didn't have probably as much fun as maybe, say, like, Alan Rickman in the first one. <laughs> who, who, by the way, will never be topped. <laughs> Uh, well, you know what? In in relation to the series, uh, picking Jeremy Irons to be his brother in the third one was pretty fucking spot on. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I don't think Hans Gruber as a villain in the, this series will ever be topped, though. No. What about the That's guy pretty, from the fifth uh... movie, man? <laughs> I don't whatever, even know whatever who it his was. Name was. <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck was the villain in that one? <laughs> Vodka. Popinski, I don't fucking know. They were in Russia. <laughs> the Chernobyl Vodka, guy. Yeah. Vodka Chernobyl. There, there you go. go. <laughs> Chernitsky. Vodka Chernobyl probably played by a guy who didn't speak who didn't have a Russian accent in real life. <laughs> uh so So we're getting we're really getting into it here. So Lucy, uh John McClain's daughter, is kidnapped. Uh, she kind of shows that she's kind of a badass as much as he is. Yeah, we find out the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. This is where we find out what Woodlawn is all about. So basically, uh, oh my god, a lot of exposition. It's a failsafe. It's got backup of all the financial information in America. And basically what happens is, at the moment Tim Elephant hacked into the network, it's automatically backed up at Woodlawn. So now he's going to go into Woodlawn and either delete it or steal it. And the reason he's able to do this is because, <gasps> twist, he designed Woodlawn. Yes, because we, we do 
that whole I guess we kind of glazed over it when we said about the whole shut down NORAD with a laptop. He did that as an employee of the US government. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's yeah. basically a disgruntled government worker. Correct. <laughs> There's a lot of those right now. <laughs> well, you know what? You go two weeks without getting paid, right? Yeah. Yeah. You fucking dump truck of a president. Ugh. Fuck him. Right. <laughs> No, thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, you got the. the I, like, I could use one hundred thirty grand. Actually, yeah. Just Anybody got barbed wire penis, man? It's all good. Barbed wire penis. Wait, isn't he really? I heard that he's really afraid of sharks. Oh shit! Remember that? Yeah. They were that. watching Shark Week. I, I it do was a. Uh, oh, it's, it's such a fucking. You know what? Trumpster fire. It's a Trumpster <laughs> fire. Put it on a t-shirt. There you go. But that's the, that's the biggest thing I remember from the Stormy Daniels thing. I was like, wait a second. He's just scared of sharks in general? <laughs> like, they're going to attack him at any moment? <laughs> well, he, uh. sure, he certainly wasn't the biggest thing to come from that story, from what I heard. <laughs> oh, hey! Oh. Small penis. Uh. So, <laughs> where are we at this point? Okay, so now the we old know... having a really frustrating day at the office. Yeah, they're in Woodlawn. John McClane is like, we get, we know where they are because the warlock tracked them. He ta- Justin Long goes along with them, and they're going to go and save his daughter and and America. Mm. Um, so they find they finally show up. John McClane shoots a few people. And <laughs> I we mean, do get really, a that's... bit though. Actually, before we get to that, we get a bit where Justin Long is kind of star uh, starstruck rather. By Timothy Oliphant, because he's like, you're, you did this, and this is brilliant, and he's like, yeah, it is, shut up, I'm trying to, you know, get paid. Oh, this is when, oh, so when, uh, when Justin Long also gets kidnapped. Yes. Yeah, because they, yeah, because they end up there, and Justin Long also gets taken, because they get separated when one of the guys attacks, uh, John McClane. Right. So now they've got both Justin Long and John McClane's daughter, Lucy... Uh, McLean has a fight with that, with this, like, spider dude. Well, it's <laughs> spider the, it, dude. Isn't it the, uh, yeah, it's the dude from France. Who, who was the in, parkour guy. Yeah, the parkour guy who was in B-13. I don't know why, why I thought this, but when you said, he's from France, all I could think of is the Coneheads being like, we're from France. <laughs> <laughs> His head was nowhere near as pointy. I don't think that Nathan's correct. I don't think he's from France. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was only Coneheads in France. Oh fuck! Anybody listening in France right now is like, "Fuck these!" <laughs> Ooh, does these Canadian pigs think they are? Fuck this bullshit! I quit. Oh, it's like Uwe Ball right there. I surrender. <laughs> French, not German. <laughs> uh, it's Uwe Ball, Brent. Uwe the fuck Ball. ever. Because he's Uwe. <laughs> if you want to hear us all talk about Ewe Bowl, listen to Alone in the Dark. Because that's the last time we kind of do. Yep. <laughs> oh, it's coming up again. No. S- somebody's going to send no. one. No. No. <laughs> um, okay, so John McClane kills fucking Spider Parkour Boy. Yes. By throwing him into, uh, what was that, like a rotor blade? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because it was like a, like almost like a power generator or something. Yeah, and I know I'm watching the PG-13 version because it immediately cuts away. Yeah. There's there's no blood whatsoever. 
Um, that was great. And, I guess. Oh, wait, <laughs> did did it not cut away for you? Uh, well, I pretty no. It there was blood in mine. Oh, you definitely. I think you watched like the little uh, the harsher cut. Well, maybe it was just like when they put it in Blu-ray, they're like, let's put the good one out. <laughs> I think I think honestly, what happened is when they released it. Like I read that the rated version like the theatrical version is harder to find than the unrated so i think that's what happened really okay what's well, a possibility i got both of them my set came with both i think it did at first but I, then i think later it's they uh, stopped with the theatrical yeah because i didn't even get the option of a theatrical versus extended cut oh okay and, and see yeah. i bought it like i think i bought it like the day it came out and i think it was just that one that was available at the time huh. but anyway die hard <laughs> well i guess that was about die hard but <laughs> Back to what we were just talking about. Yeah, so Tim of the Elephants got the got John got John McLean got Lucy and <laughs> Justin Long, and they're driving. But thankfully, John McLean uh, jumps on top of another one of their trucks and kills the driver. And we've got a full on road chase. There is there is that F thirty five that's chasing Elephants uh, crew. However, Timothy Elephant again, LOL hacking. He hacks into the pilot's radio and tells him. No, 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 your target is the truck behind us. Okay, yeah, thanks. I get that. There's also a bit where uh, McLean calls in the truck, the yeah. the van that they're driving, and he gives the license plate for the, the van that the big baddies are driving. There is a giant H301 <laughs> on the back of that thing, and the logic in me said you know what why wouldn't he just say uh to the people that he was talking to uh because they were the people who owned the truck it's tag h301 there's no time (laughs) there's no time he reads out three no two more extra characters and there's there's no time there's no time for those other ones we need the plates Brent, you are Mr. Explain It Away. <laughs> it's so simple. No, it's it's actually much more complicated when you put it that way. <laughs> You're thinking too much, man. Plot! This is not Die Hard 5. It's not. Thankfully. No, that, that's where you... If we did that, you could say plot a million times. <laughs> that would be the whole episode just, just for an hour Brent and a half. Saying plot over and over and over again. Copy paste 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 paste. <laughs> Let me know what is happening and I got We did some, we did some good work this afternoon guys. Real good work. <laughs> oh, don't even worry about it, Brent. I've got a clip of you saying plot saved. <laughs> How do you think I put it in episodes where you weren't even on a guest? I came in for that one line and left. <laughs> All the way to Canada. Uh <laughs> So yeah, the chopper. So the or so now the chopper is going after the F thirty five. Sorry, the F thirty five is going after uh, John McClane instead. Uh, so we have a truck versus F thirty five battle. <laughs> um, but he manages to. Oh man, it's crazy! Like things blow up. He manages to get out of the truck and get onto the F thirty five. The mm. pilot ejects. John McClane rolls down unscathed. He's gonna be fine. America. <laughs> <laughs> Tim and the crew arrive at some <laughs> safe house type deal. Oh, real quick. So we go there, can I tell a real quick story? I got some shit right here. Okay. <laughs> I watched this movie with my grandma. I showed it to her for the first time. She fucking loves Die Hard 3. Doesn't give a fuck about any other movie. She just loves Die Hard 3. Oh. <laughs> she hates the first one. 
And wow. Like, yeah, she 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 hates the first one. Hot take. She does not. We beef about that all the time. She only likes the third one. She got a thing for Jeremy Irons? Probably. Okay. Sam Jackson. <laughs> but um, I showed her this one, and she was actually liking it. She was, like, all into it and everything. When that motherfucker stood up on top of that jet, it was a wrap. She was done with that movie after that. <laughs> she was like, Wait, this shit so- is too crazy now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it checked her all the fuck way out of it. She was done with it. It's, it is pretty ridiculous. He's surfing on an Harrier jet. Yeah, yeah, one thousand percent. He would be dead as fuck. <laughs> oh man. Oh, but do you so, want to know why she doesn't like the first one though? It's gonna, it's gonna blow your mind. <laughs> I hope it, you, if you say Alan Rickman. No. Okay. It's too unrealistic. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? Hold on. Okay. They threw a car at a helicopter in this one. She now, was fine with that. Let's talk about the one that she loves. <laughs> okay. I don't I defy you to find logic problems with Dyer with a vengeance. Right. It's perfect. <laughs> we have this argument all the time, Nate. I have no answers for you if you're about to ask me. I have no answers. Oh wow. <laughs> and and the thing about Die Hard One that kills her the most with the unrealistic shit is him running around barefoot with his feet cut up. She can't Whoa. get past that. What? <laughs> but but Jeremy Irons concocting an explosion out of what is essentially uh, medicine plungers to create an explosion to ruin the world's economic system by stealing gold from the middle of New Perfect sense. Perfect. Yes. Perfect no sense. faults. Perfect movie. None whatsoever. Actually, now that you talk about it like that, Nathan, that does make a lot of sense. The, 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 <laughs> the way that uh, Bruce Willis was projectile vomited out by the New York sewer system at one point in that movie shot up like geyser. He I just up assumed that he uh, ran into the Ninja Turtles and they didn't want him around. <laughs> Get the fuck out. <laughs> but you know, see you later, dude. <laughs> running on cut feet to save your life—that's that's ridiculous. That's insane. <laughs> Who does too much. that? Nope. That yeah. I'm just telling you. That's that's been the argument for years, bro. Well, <laughs> give your nana a hug for me because that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of appreciate that crazy opinion. <laughs> yep. I, I got nothing but salute for that now. <laughs> I give a fuck about none of them movies except three, man. Just like with her favorite Lethal Weapon is number three too. I don't know what it is with her in threes. And Indiana Jones three is her favorite one. Oh, Maybe she... she just likes the number three. <laughs> it's a it, Brent. It's a lucky number. Let me tell you, Grandma. How the hell did you get on here? I get around, bitch. <laughs> she probably would say that. <laughs> um, is that your new character, Nathan? <laughs> Brent's grandmother, yes. Her and Montrose. You, you, you have witnessed the debut. <laughs> I can't. I can't figure out if that's offensive or not. <laughs> I think it's perfect. It's like Ishiro and Takahashi. Hey, as long as you're just... doing audio and not video, I think we're fine. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this we we. Guys, we're having fun again. We're having a great time. Always. We gotta get to the final scene. We're at the last scene of the movie. Are we? Yes. Yeah, oh, shit, we are. So, Tim and the crew have Lucy and just Tim and the crew, by the way, is my new band. I don't know. You guys want in? Sure. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> 
We'll get we get, we gotta find a guy named Tim first, and then go just go from there. <laughs> or one of you can be Tim. I don't care. <laughs> so they they're there. Uh, he's trying to get Justin Long to again take out this encryption code to, so that he can you know download all the financial information. Justin Long is like hell no. So he shoots him in the knee and threatens to kill Lucy. And he's like okay okay I'll do it I'll do it I'll do it. Um. It's at this point that he assassinates his entire tech team except for one person. Yes, yes. Which, the guy, he's like, it's the most, like, suspicious setup ever. Because they're like, hey, he's ready for you, Mr. Lead Tech Guy. And he's like, oh, it's that time? Played by the kid from Shit My Dad Says and the Chernobyl Diaries. Oh, oh and okay. Almost Famous. Wait, what? The, <laughs> the main guy from Almost Famous? The, the nerdy kid. The guy who was like his Tim Oliphant's right-hand guy. The one with the glasses. Uh, no, it's not him. Oh, hell. Find out who it is. I know it's the dude from the Chernobyl Diaries. Oh, probably, but it's it's not... Uh, Wasn't he in the Friday the 13th remake, too? Didn't he get killed at the tree or some shit? Spoiler alert. Ah, oh, it's in the first five minutes. <laughs> there's people that die in friday the 13th how dare you <laughs> i know you just believe me it's true what I'm i thought it was a musical it is but people get killed oh. okay good <laughs> the best what was his name musical? in the movie i don't even know what his name was in the in this movie his yeah it's trey i'm looking at it oh, right okay now. yeah john jonathan, jonathan sadowski it is he was in friday the 13th yeah yeah. yeah, but but not almost famous. Okay, and okay. Chernobyl Diaries. There you go. And so, Chuck, okay, one episode. Okay. Wow. And Young and Hungry. Where the hell that is? And the goods <laughs> live hard, sell hard. Oh, he's a Terminator <laughs> to Sarah Connor Chronicles. Oh shit. And the Lethal Weapon TV show. Three oh! episodes. If you're just tuning in, welcome to the Jonathan Stadowski podcast. <laughs> what? Welcome to our Jonathan Podowski. <laughs> he was all chopped. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> What? <laughs> Ghost hunters? Oh shit! So anyway, this last scene with the guy that's not an almost famous, right? He uh, he he uh, he comes in as the only tech guy now because, like again, the entire tech team has been shot in cold blood, and then he is immediately shot by John McClane. <laughs> Which is funny that he gets like the most like thoughtless death. They're just like boom, dead. You done with you, man. Um, and, uh, John McClane shoots another baddie, but then he gets shot in the shoulder. Oh no, guys! John McClane is down! Nah. Nah? <laughs> uh, Timothy Oliphant picks him up, puts the gun in his wound, and then another crazy part of this movie. Your favorite part. John McClane shoots himself so that it goes through him and into Tim Oliphant's heart and kills him well he had a hole in him already so he just shot through the hole yep <laughs> he repenetrated himself yeah well yeah you got to <laughs> and shot a load through there and uh what i like i will say that uh so at this point justin long picks up the other gun and shoots the other henchman kind of would have want i kind of wanted to see lucy do it oh no you know what she was a hundred percent dead with the fucking gun control he had in that right. shot <laughs> oh yeah, but but I mean at, at the same time I kind of wanted both McLeans to get a kill. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean she did shoot him in the foot. There you go. 
Or, oh my god, if she... <laughs> if John McClane had said, yippee-ki-yay, and she said, motherfucker. Yeah, but in, the, in this case, again, I watched the theatrical version. He says, yip, uh, she, he, Tim Elephant says, uh, this is going to be on your gravestone. I forget, too little, too late, or something like that. What does he Always say? in the wrong place at the wrong time. And then <laughs> and then Bruce Willis says, actually, what's going to be on my gravestone is, yippee-ki-yay, mother, bang. Gunshot. Oh. Yeah. So they cut it off, which is the only thing I can... Like, I was fine with this being PG-13 up until that moment. I was like, well, why did you tease that then? Like, if you're going to make it PG-13, just don't do the line. <laughs> yeah, but if you didn't have at least Yippie-Kaye mother... Yeah. He the peasants said would have revolted. I'm just saying. He could have just said Yippie-Kaye at some point. Well, he could have said Yippie-Kaye mother, and then she could have said fucker. Then it technically wouldn't have been motherfucker, right? Ooh. Ooh but there would have had to have been a line of dialogue between that. <laughs> <laughs> Nah. Yippee Kaye, mother! I've got the gun, fucker. Nah, it's fine. Are you Yippee Kaye, biatch? Yippee Kaye, Tim Olafank goes, what? And she says, mother. Oh, fucker. There you go. Yippee Kaye, mother. Fuckers. Hubbard. <laughs> or, or as uh, as they say in Die Hard Two on the TV edit, oh, no. Yippee Kaye, Mister Cowboy. That was Falcone. <laughs> oh, maybe Farmer. it's Falcone. I know in number two they use the they use the villains uh, one of his aliases as the instead it's like Mister Falco instead of motherfucker. <laughs> That's the worst. Well, guys, we've come to the end of Live Free or Die Hard, and I want to know where is my Die Hard spinoff starring Justin Long? In the trash. Unfortunate. <laughs> I want to say that um, they. <laughs> Then they, the most non-believable part of the movie is at the end where Lucy and uh, Justin Long are kind of like, hey, did he talk about me? <laughs> <laughs> Out of all, this movie that has a fucking jet fight a truck, that's the least believable part of the movie for me. <laughs> like, you didn't fall for Justin Long. <laughs> Especially after knowing him for 30 seconds. But he shot that guy, though. To save her. Yes. Hey man, I'm gonna saving a life equals secured. Thank you. Bryce. Not if you're just not if you're Justin Long. <laughs> it worked for him in this one. Well, did it though? Because Bruce Willis says no fucking way. Well, he tells end. him that he's that guy though, or some shit. He gives you permission, basically, don't he? Does yeah. he? Yeah, he kind of yeah. does. Yeah. I thought he says don't even think about it or something. Well, he does. He it does first. it first. Yeah. Oh. He gives him permission to fuck his daughter. Yes, you can go penetrate my daughter now. <laughs> That's the line. <laughs> so, Nathan, how would this work in real life? Okay. <laughs> All right, let's start. Let's, let's, okay, let's, let's so, break this down. So the let's bag of shit has just saved your daughter. Okay. And him, too. Shit. He would then obviously get elevated, in my opinion of him. To he a small would just bag of shit? Dick bag. <laughs> oh. Listen, you little dick bag. It's fine. I understand <laughs> that you're going to protect her. It's it's all right. Don't fucking advertise about it or I will stab you. <laughs> Jesus. What? <laughs> you Don't what? advertise Brent, that you uh, saved Brent. my life okay. or I will stab you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ask if PJ, he's a dad. Oh. Ask him... 
you know what, I mean, if you had a daughter instead of a son, would you not feel exactly this way? That's what we, we actually kind of had a conversation like that for our upcoming episodes. Funny you said that now. Perfect. <laughs> so live free or die hard, guys. I'm just going to go ahead and guess that we're all going to say watch this fucking movie. Hell yes. yeah. Okay. Well, with that being said, we're going to take a commercial break. We'll be right back. What Were They Thinking is brought to you by HostGator. HostGator is a leading provider of shared, reseller, VPS, and dedicated hosting solutions. Award-winning support is available 24-7, 365 days a year via phone, email, and live chat. Discover why over 9 million websites trust HostGator. Use the coupon code SCHLUCK for 25% off your first purchase. That's SCHLUCK, S-C-H-L-O-C-K, for 25% off your first purchase. What Were They Thinking is brought to you today by GameItAll.com. Whether it's video game news, the latest in music, or movie reviews, GameItAll.com is your one-stop shop for all nerdy talk. Mother Superior every week. What's that? <laughs> you can't get oh, me, son. Stop hitting me! Stop hitting me! You don't call out my name like that, Brent. I made my way to Ohio, and I didn't see you at your home. Yeah, see, because I was out looking for you, motherfucker. You don't scare me. <gasps> I don't go to church, motherfucker. My ma- my name is not Mother Fucker, it's Mother Superior. You sure you don't fuck mothers, though? Oh, oh, <laughs> you're going the right way for a smack bottom. Bring that shit on, homie. Okay, here I go. Nuns, assemble. We're going back to Ohio. I'm going to find you. Me, PJ, and Montrose going to whoop that ass. Here I go. Here I go. Let's go. <laughs> oh, shit. She ran out of here quick. Sorry, I, got, I got the chopper here for her. We got guns in America. Yeah, but she's got a she's got a, a car though. Your chopper's fucked. I got I, I it's got station a car wagon too. with wood paneling on the side. Yeah, <laughs> we like to do drive-bys here. It's all good. Should be alright. I thought you were <laughs> gonna say we like to do drugs here. I mean, they do. There is the opioid crisis going on. <laughs> well, on that light note, uh, we so all. Happy. Oh, on that light note, we're going to get a little closer and louder to the microphone. Yes. Because what time is it, Nathan? It is time for the low haiku. Low haiku brought to you by crackers. Mmm, crackers. Uh, now, this is a segment where we use 17 syllables to break down the movie we just watched in a lot more than 17 syllables. Brent, as our guest, yeah. have you a haiku you would like to read? I sure do. <laughs> that is sexually disturbing me and also arousing me. Go ahead. I knew you like it. This movie is the shit. Don't know why y'all picked this one. When's more Medea? It's very, very good. good. Very good. Yeah, um, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Nathan, would you like to go? Ah, uh, yes. <clears throat> Independence Day. Tim and the crew, great bad guys. Yes, I just wrote this. I like that. I kind of figured that when you said Tim and the crew. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Not really die hard, but lots of boom boom and bang. McLean, 
Superman. I like that one too. <laughs> that I feel like I'm going to get stabbed. You might. And then possibly sexually <laughs> assaulted. It might not be stabbed with a knife. I didn't say knife, did I? I didn't either. This is the <laughs> most fucked edition of NPR I've ever heard. And next up, we're going to be sticking our penises into holes. Lots of them. Which one is this? You can guess by the texture. It's real wet. And we're out! <laughs> by the sounds of it, yes. And I'm done. And proud, I'm guessing. Uh... Hold on, I just gotta clean up a bit. <laughs> yes, you do. No, Brent, we're done! <laughs> Come back to us, Brent. No. Oh, God. Okay, well, he might be stuck in NPR mode, but... It, no, he sounds like a mixture of Barry White and the guy from Tales from the Hood. <laughs> the shit! That's yes, his version. Shit. That's his version of NPR. Oh, that's what it well, sounds Nathan, like here. Nathan and Brent, we all talked about this movie. We had an opinion, but what do we always say, Nathan? Well, we always say... Don't take our word for it. Don't take our word for it! I mean, that's what we usually say, but... Um... It's not like this movie was hated. No. You know what? Here's the thing. Every time <laughs> I've heard this movie discussed, it's always discussed in a disparaging manner. And yeah, I know, right? I did... It was a shock to me when you said, people think this is a good movie, and that's yeah. never what I hear. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, I always hear people talk shit about it, too. This would fuck me up. But that's why I thought Thank y'all were you. doing that first. Well... Let's just say that on Rotten Tomatoes, this movie's critical rating is 82%. As it should yes. be. And its audience rating is 86%. So As they're pretty be. close. Pretty close together. Mm-hmm. This movie got a rousing reception, uh, according to uh, Rotten Tomatoes. So, I mean, let's talk about this first review here. Uh, funny enough, is from NPR <laughs> <laughs> by yes, Bob Mondello. Do the yeah. fucking voice. Okay, sorry. <clears throat> Bob Mondello from NPR. Uh, mine or Brent's voice? You get no the NPR voice. Oh, okay, okay. So, <laughs> so Bob Mondello from NPR says it's not remotely plausible, but with Willis's McLean leaping onto the tail fins of passing jet fighters and bringing down helicopters by launching police cars at them, there's enough stuff blowing up. So that action fans won't mind much. That's coming up next. And now stay tuned for Jim Jones. Sponsored by Kool-Aid? <laughs> Got any more? Uh, yes. Well, I did find some negative ones. Ah! Oh, there's yeah, a bunch of them. Uh, so, because we... I feel that if we're saying don't take our word for it, you would not take our word for it that it is an amazing piece of cinema Uh Topped only by that of the cinematic ventures of one Tyler Perry. Ha! 
Andrea Gronval from the Chicago Reader says, The bad guy's omnipotence at nearly every turn dilutes the film's suspense. I I do kind of see her point a little bit. Because the guy, the bad guys do kind of have an answer to everything. Well, they're supposed to be super duper smart. Yeah, but I, I, I kind of, I mean, I do think this movie is ridiculous and entertaining, but I do kind of see the point of that comment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brent, do you have one? Yeah, I'm looking at one right now. It's a negative review. Oh, shit! It says, I have seldom seen an action movie where the bullet, ho- bullet holes appear, disappear, reappear, and vanish so often between scenes. The director must have found a magic bullet that shot Kennedy. <laughs> Wait, who's that from? That's on IMDb. It doesn't oh. have their name on it. <laughs> uh, you're in the uh, dregs of reviews <laughs> oh it's all ones and threes a lot on here so uh another one i i have here is uh i think this pretty much sums it up it's from hank sarton of timeout chicago another that chicago right. uh I, i'm not gonna attempt it though who the freaking <laughs> accent oh i can't i really can't <laughs> uh brainless sure entertaining yep yes uh, Kim Newman from Sight and Sound says, though it's mostly entertaining, if not overlong, there is a sense that the whole thing has become somewhat rote. That's it. That's the. Is that your? Yeah, low, I know, oh, right? Sorry. It's a fucking low haiku. In and of itself. Uh, I just want to say this real quick, Brent, before you uh, lay another one on us, because uh-huh. I feel like you posted this. Uh, oh, 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 okay. <laughs> It's uh, it's an audience review. <laughs> it's uh, three stars, so maybe you didn't post no, it. Maybe it you messed up. But but here here we go. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It is. I mean, they not lying. But why are they posting that on this? Why movie? are they putting it in part four? Because it's clearly an Independence Day movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to remind you in case you was on that bullshit. I don't feel that anybody <laughs> needs to be reminded. That is one hundred percent a fucking Christmas. Oh, movie. there's a lot of people that. Disagree. What do you guys think about Bruce Willis saying it's not though? Fuck he didn't it. write he the didn't fucking write thing. Yeah. I, right. Okay, well, I'll ask, we'll get the writer on the show. He's the actor who plays John McClane. He is not Die Hard. He's Die Hard. <laughs> He's not Die Hard. He plays <laughs> Officer John Die. <laughs> interesting tidbit, because it's a tidbit that's interesting, and it's an interesting tidbit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Frank Sinatra yeah. was actually originally offered the role of John McClane. Because that would have been amazing. Die Hard <laughs> is technically a sequel. It was a movie called The Detective, right? Yes. Yeah, I know And he about. played the character from those books. Mm-hmm. And he was, obvi- he, at the time, in you know, what when Die Hard was being made, the first one, he had to be offered the option to play <laughs> that character. Thank God he didn't do it. He said no because he was a million years old at that time. <laughs> I would have watched the shit out of that. He'd have died real easy. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> These terrorist blues. <laughs> All right. Any, uh, got anything else for us, Brent? Any other reviews sure. you want to sh- lay on us? I have another one. <laughs> If I see one more pretty estranged daughter in peril slash daddy's daddy's coming to save the day, I love you, daddy's sad plot, I will puke. Whoever thinks this is an interesting dramatic device, please just stop already. That's what they focused on. Yeah. That's a a side rant, but that does happen a lot. It does. (laughs) 
You got any more, Nathan? I got a bunch of audiences I'm just going to unload here. I've got one here. This is a critics one from okay. eFilmCritic.com. It says, as clueless about the original's appeal as the previous two follow-ups. So he doesn't even like the original? No, I feel that he thinks that this movie doesn't even remotely capture oh, the spirit of the original. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. In a way, it's kind of not a diehard movie, but well, I'm still on board. Here's with this for me. Okay, the first one is my favorite. The second mm. one, as I said, is I feel it's far too samey, which is why I think I like the third one as like my second favorite in the series because it's such a departure from the first one. It's set in the summer. It's not. Re- like restricted to a building he's not uh, he's got all of his faculties about him he's not running around with his shoes off because that's ridiculous it's who too does much that? right no especially when they're cut <laughs> exactly and, and the, but you still get the tie-in to the first one where you have jeremy irons as the brother yeah so, whereas the third one is basically a documentary <laughs> <laughs> criteria that, collection i you know what I, if there's any one that's the one. Yeah. The criteria. Not the anyways. first one. It'd be the third nope. one. Be- I feel there's... Again, I like that the first one's my favorite one, but this, the third one is, is... There's something really great about it because they were like, let's throw everything out except the callback to the brother and that's... And then John McClane's disaster of a fucking marriage. Everything else, <laughs> all new. Could, could have been done... Not as a die-hard movie if they had removed those two connections, but I feel that it actually it complements it. That's why it's my second favorite. Okay, rant done. So here's a couple of uh, here's a couple more uh, last audience ones here. This one says, "What a brain dead, useless piece of shit." Three stars. There you go. <laughs> uh, alternatively, this one says. This was amazing. Wowee! Two and a half stars. Wowee. Uh, this rating is not interested. He's like the airport version of Rambo. I don't know what that means. I think he's confusing the, <laughs> the second, second one. one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And I've got oh, one more, Oh, no. Guys. You know what he's... I get... It... Shitty books that you buy at the airport gift shop. Uh, All right. I've got one more. Things, I've got one me. more here. Here we go. Okay. It's a five-star review. Uh Summary. It's the Christmas season. The season we celebrate the birth of our savior. Bruce Willis's character has a love interest. You're going to notice it going off the rails here real soon. A character played by Alan Rickman and his (laughs) terrorist organization take over a building. This represents corruption. Bruce Willis stops them from terrorizing anymore. Alan Rickman's character dies. Bruce Willis is the hero of the story. The end. Review. Bruce Willis' character represents masculinity, but also a force for the good. Alan Rickman's character represents evil. Good conquers evil in the end. Five stars. For Die Hard, yes. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> no, it's 100% in one place. Die Hard. <laughs> or, oh, yeah. adversely, it's 100% in one place. The wrong section of Rotten Tomatoes. I love how they just threw in the Jesus reference. <laughs> well, you, 
McLean. I don't know how they didn't make the uh, conclusion that McLean was indeed some sort of Christ-like figure. I mean, is he, he's not. It's we're not talking about the Matrix. Oh right, uh, right. <laughs> Starring Bruce Willis. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so. As we come to the end here, uh, Brent, you once just once again, real quick. I mean, you home video hustle podcast, yeah, HVH podcast on Twitter, yeah, ageofradio.org, yep, slash home video hustle. There you go. And you guys are also on all the podcatchers, all of them, Even all of them. New shit I just added to, but I can't remember what they're all right now. But just look that shit up and we'll probably be there. So oh, we just got back on Spotify, Pod so Closet. Pod Kit Knife, the Teddy Ruxpin Appreciation Society, Host Gator, uh, Al Jazeera, Montrose, plug your stuff. Ew. Hello! It's your good friend Montrose Minkington Third. Yes. Uh, I've been delighting by listening to these chaps talk about live freeing or dying hard. Uh, fantastic work, gentlemen. Uh, thank you for all the complimentary alcohol. Uh, it's, it's really helped move things along. Um, you you can check out my YouTube channel, Montrose Milkington TV, uh, where I where I watch a lot of wrestling. I have a good time with my friends, and uh, we we feel that you would have a good time watching us, Montrose Monkington TV. Uh, if you want to find me on Facebook, you can see Montrose Monkington the Third Esquire and friends. Finally, you can also follow me on the Twitters uh, at at Montrose the Third. Uh, that's the number three R D. Thank you. More later. Hey, Montrose. <laughs> yes, uh, Barry White, Crypt Keeper from Tales from the Hood. Oh, don't act like you don't remember me anymore, Montrose. I've been trying to find you for a while. I listened to Home Video Hustle and heard you on there one time. They advertised oh, the show. That time where I asked for more water. Yes. Mm. You want to hook up again, Montrose? I'm, I'm in town today. Well, you know, I, I was going to, but my, my friend... Ducky, I have a uh, 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 alternate uh, arrangements uh, uh, for plans with him. Uh, we will be getting together, uh, talking about his lack of ankles and uh, you know my love of banana flavored daiquiris. Sorry, just invite him along too. I got some new banana porn DVDs you might like. Ooh, that sounds delightful. Uh, talk to me outside. Uh, thank you. More later. I'll be there. <laughs> Can I? Can I can I come too? <laughs> you can come all you like. Already dead. Uh, no, he's disgusting. So you can find our podcast, uh, What Were They Thinking, on Podbean at www.ttpodcast.podbean.com. You can find it on Spotify, Stitcher, all that good stuff, iTunes. And you can also find us on Twitter at www.ttpodcast, at Instagram, and also at www.ttpodcast. You can find us on Facebook. Just search What Were They Thinking. We have a Redbubble page, redbubble.com slash people slash podcast. We're also on Patreon, patreon.com, and just search for our podcast. We're on there. we got lots of great things you can sign up for. Uh, and any support uh, you want to you know, shill out is very much appreciated and you get like uh, early access you get to pick episodes, you get to guest on episodes, you also get a few bonus episodes per year that are exclusive to Patreon, oh. so make sure you uh, look into that um, but I guess before we get into the question, Nathan we should, uh, we should, I should drop a clue for our next movie, Nathan please do 
So we're entering March. We're mm-hmm. entering wrestling, WrestleMania month. Oh, yep. Uh, even though it's in early April, but who the fuck cares? It changes from you. It's like Easter. It has to follow along with the uh, when Passover falls, I think. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly like that. So... Uh, with Wrestling Month coming up, I will be doing the wrestling movie. Of course, Nathan later in the month will be doing a wrestling event. So, your clue for the wrestling movie is as follows. Ho! Brains! Oh, I know this one. I think I recommended this one. Uh, you did. Oh, hell yeah. You're welcome, Nathan. Uh, in two weeks. But... Uh, as we wrap up here, I do want to thank Brent for coming by. It's been an experience. Yeah, I, I try and make sure it always is. <laughs> I want to thank Brent and uh, uh, sexually aggressive Brent as well. <laughs> You're quite welcome. <laughs> the funeral homekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll be uh, dead after I'm done with you. <laughs> so, Nathan, as we wrap up here, I do have some questions for you. Yes, please. So... We did live free or die hard. Right. It's a movie in which um, hacking can basically do anything in the world. Uh, Yes. Uh, It's a movie where um, a a car uh, murders a helicopter. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's a movie where Bruce Willis surfs on an F-35. Yes. It's a movie that fucking rocked our worlds. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, normally I would ask a question, but I gotta just end on this thought. Good thinking. Thanks, Patty. Hey, I heard you like movies. I heard you like to hustle. I heard you like podcasts. Well, guess what? There's a podcast for you out there called The Home Video Hustle. Damn right. Every Friday we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I put a bunch of movies in a bag, and PJ picks one out at random. And then we just watch it, and we talk about it for maybe like an hour, hour and a half, two hours. Whatever we feel like doing, wherever the conversation leads us. But do we actually talk about the movie? Most of the time. Ah. Tangents galore. Yes. So believe me, we may be a movie podcast, but it's not always about movies. We might talk about video games. Mm-hmm. Music. music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the big one, music. Uh, sometimes we might get a little bit of politicalness in there. Yes. Sometimes we may just, oh, we know what we like to do. We like to tell stories, PJ. Ah, yes. I am the master storyteller of the podcast realm. (laughs) Undefeated. So if you like to hear about movies, video games, whatever foolishness comes to our mind, the most random stuff you can think of, check out the Home Video Hustle. You can find us on the Stitchers. Yes. The Google Play. Yes. Apple Podcasts. What else? Podbean. What else? Podcast Addict. Goddamn. All that. Ain't no reason you can't get your hustle on. We everywhere. Worldwide, baby. Hustle, motherfucker. Hustle. Hey, we can't cuss in the promo, PJ. Ah. We gotta be family friendly. There may be podcasts out there that don't want us here to say. Ah. Good fun stuff. <laughs> well, <laughs> you. <laughs> no, don't, don't run the listeners away, PJ. Ah, I'm sorry. But this is going kind of long. Yes. So we'll go in this and say, hey, check out the Home Video Hustle every Friday on all the various podcast outlets. Peace. Peace. It's time, let's check our cue, baby. Pair it with a couple brews, baby. We love good movies. We love the bad ones, too. 
So we watch them all and pass their lessons on to you. Oh yeah. Everything I learned from movies With a one last flat holes a gratuitous It's time to get busy with your friend Steven Izzy at eilfm.podbean.com.